Hello, and welcome to Two Crones and a Microphone. I am Linda. And I am Betty. We are cultural midwives and a force for change using applied practical spirituality. We've been friends for how long, Betty? Over 30 years. Mm. Time we'll be- just flew by, didn't it? <laughs> it sure did. We'll talk about wisdom practices we use in daily life. These wisdom practices are something that we have been accumulating over the 30 years, and we are really anxious to share them with you so that you will be able to benefit from all our accumulated knowledge, which thing 30 years, 30 years, probably 60 years worth of knowledge. What do you think, Linda? I oh, yeah, 60, 70, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first podcast. We're so excited. And the topic is basic and so important to each of us, grounding. What is grounding? Why does it matter? How do we ground? We will share practices and processes you can use in daily life at home, at work, and at play. So Betty, grounding, what does it mean? Grounding for me is something that I employ uh, maybe 10 times a day without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And grounding is something that helps quell the rack-a-rack-a-roo in my head, to quote our teacher, (laughs) Oshina. When my head's like a pinball machine, I have to ground to just get it to quiet down. And when I get that to quiet down, the body follows. My shoulders are hunched up around my ears. My abdomen isn't tightened up. My hands aren't clenched. It just goes all the way down to allow everything to relax and allow me to be in the moment. Here, here. And when we were talking about this earlier, we talked about how part of what goes on when we ground is we consciously reestablish our relationship and our connection with the earth. We're on the earth. We live here. And sometimes we get so in our heads and out of our bodies that we forget that we have an automatic connection that can help us feel more calm and centered and grounded. And so how do we do that? We can focus on our body our feelings, and our surroundings, because grounded awareness, as you just said, Betty, is more relaxed and alert. I think it also helps you to think more clearly. Mm, yeah. Because when you're grounded, you're not being scattered all over the place in your thoughts. Um, this is something I've struggled with for many, many years And it wasn't until I found this practice that I found that things would kind of fall into place. I mean, my background is that I was a critical care nurse. I was in the military. I mean, things were always moving fast for me, always, and many things at once. If I just took that couple of seconds to ground and to center everything would fall away and then I could zero in on what the main problem was, not all those little things that are coming at me from all over the place. I love that and I appreciate it because again, we all have stressful situations, either homework or life. 
And for me, uh, working in a corporate job, I'm a firefighter, metaphorically, because I'm always dealing with the issues, right? And so for me to even before going into a meeting, or when I'm feeling scattered and overwhelmed, grounding is my first go to tool. It's the first best thing I can do for myself. Yeah. So Linda, what's your favorite way of grounding? There are so many, but what oh, would be your number one? There are so many ways to ground, but my favorite way to ground is I like something that's simple and direct. So try this with us right now. All you have to do is take your hands, rub the backs of your legs. If you're sitting on your chair, just rub the back of your upper legs and all you're doing is reestablishing connection with your body. By rubbing it, we bring our attention to the backs of our legs. Now, just press the back of your legs down on your chair and release. And do it again. Press the backs of your legs down on your chair. Release one more time. Press down and release. What happens? What happens is you begin to engage your core muscle strength. And that are re that brings alignment into place. And so that is one of my favorite ways to ground because it gets me back in my body. Let me know when you want to know my two other favorite ways to ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, go for it. You've already started. So All right. go ahead. Yeah. So two other ways. I love the first one because I can use it when I'm driving. I can use it when I'm in a meeting. I can use it anytime and anywhere without being too obvious. But if I have a little more privacy, I love to use sound to ground because it's vibrational. It gets us back in tune again with our bodies. So one simple direct way to do it is just to say or sing. Oh. Or you could simply sigh. Something that simple will help us ground. And then finally, I love to use visualization. I imagine that um, at the bottom of my feet, I have roots that grow deep down into the earth, just like the roots of a tree, down, 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 down. And then I bring the energy of the earth back up through the center of my body and out the top of my head and imagine that I have branches sprouting from the top of my head. And somehow that simple, simple um, visualization just helps me be so much more present. What's one of your favorites? Well, I was, I was chuckling to myself here because when you were talking about using OM, uh, my way of doing that in, in a group, I would deep breathe, do mm. a lot of deep breathing mm -hmm. and sigh. <sighs> oh. And my staff would be like, uh-oh, <laughs> she's at it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just leave her alone for a minute. Let her get herself pulled together. Uh -huh. Oh, God. <laughs> so that is an excellent, um, that's an excellent technique. Mine is is probably... A little different because I would usually be in a group of people with all kinds of craziness flowing around me. And what I would do was, again, I would picture those luminous roots going mm -hmm. into the earth mm -hmm. and bringing energy up from the earth to help uh, center me. 
but I would also take my hand and place it over my heart chakra. And if you don't know where that is, that is just in the middle of your chest. It's not on your heart. It's in the middle of your chest because it's an energy center. And I would sit there during a meeting, place my hands over my heart chakra, and just picture myself being filled with light and peace and calm. And that would be a way for me to ground without being very obvious. I could also deep breathe. I wouldn't make the sounds with it, but I would mm. deep breathe. And it would help me from perhaps overreacting to a situation that was not going the way yep. it should go. Mm -hmm. It'll just give me those few seconds to rearrange everything in my head and calm down. And I really think that that is what we need. You know, people today just overreact to so many things. They, you know, it just, they don't think before they speak. It's like the filters have been removed. Mm. And when you ground yourself, that filter seems to snap back into place. And you have the opportunity to go, wait a minute, wait, wait, is that really what I want to say? Indeed. Well, perhaps it is, but not in the way <laughs> it's going to come out if you are not grounded. So it, it's a really excellent tool to use. Um, there have been times since I work from home now and I live in a very, very beautiful area in the Poconos where I have gone outside in bare feet mm -hmm. and just stood on the earth and let everything drain out of me everything, all that stress, all that tension. And I do a visualization where I picture that happening. It all just goes down into the mother. So it, mother earth can transform it into something good. Just take all that pent up energy and anxiety and transform it. Well, so, I love this because you're giving a hint about what our two crones wisdom practice is going to be because after uh -huh. we get done at the end of our podcast here we'll be giving you a simple direct easy to do wisdom practice every single time i love that it's one of my favorites too um i'm very lucky these days because i live in the berkshires and i have some beautiful trees in my yard so i'm very fortunate but you know you and i were talking what happens if someone's living in the city what happens if they're living somewhere where they can't just immediately step outside their door and be in nature? You had a good idea about this. Well, that's because I had to practice that. I, I had an apartment in Kew Gardens, guys, mm -hmm. for those mm -hmm. of you who know New York, very beautiful area. But I lived up on the third floor, and I certainly wasn't going to go outside in my bare feet. And Although you could, you could have and gotten away with it. Um but sometimes, I, you know, I went to graduate school and everything at night. So I, I would find myself getting stressed. And I'm like, okay. What I did was I took a flower pot. I filled it with earth. And when I felt myself getting really, like, crazy, I would go over and just place my hands on the earth in the flower pot. Hmm. Just that feeling of the cool earth the feeling of the dirt, the feeling of connecting with the mother mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. made a huge difference, huge. Um, 
someday I'll also tell you a funny story about <laughs> some of the things I tried to do in my apartment that may not have worked out so well. <laughs> but that was really um, extremely, extremely helpful for me. The other thing I would do sometimes is go in to the, um, the kitchen and run water over my hands. So I would feel mm -hmm. the motion of the water on my hands and I would visualize everything just washing out of me. And that was very effective also. So there, there are a myriad of things that you can do if you're not living in nature, yeah. um, as we both are right now. I mean, people living in Manhattan, we had a teacher who said to us, you have to remember that Manhattan is really a bunch of cement, right? Yeah. And what's in cement? But the crystals they've dug up from the earth. It's exactly. all part of the mixture. Mm -hmm. So basically, you are walking on an area that will absorb anything that you put into it. So every step you take can be a healing step. And very often I would go out, walk around the block. I usually had a dog with me. Um, and I, I would visualize to help to heal, to help to heal, to help to heal. And that was another good way to just dissipate the, the energy that was flowing around that perhaps was not serving me well. Mm-hmm. I love all that. And as you said, there's so many different ways. I love the water because we can use our breath. That's air. We can use water. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm the one who cleans the dishes in my house. And I try to make that a grounding practice because if I have water going and I'm cleaning those dishes, I'm serving two purposes to clear me and clear the dishes. And then we've been talking about earthing or grounding practices. Grounding is the act of grounding in your body and in your energetic body. You had a great idea about how to describe the energetic body. Um, well, the energetic body is actually a field that is around your physical body. And it goes out, oh, maybe half a foot, a foot out. Mm -hmm, it's pretty far mm -hmm, out. Mm -hmm. And the reason, one of the ways that you know, if you think about it, you have an energetic body uh, if you were to get on this subway in Manhattan at rush hour, everybody's standing in everybody else's energy field. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, you can feel a lot of stuff that you don't want to know about. Mm -hmm. So if you notice people's faces, if they take pictures on the subway, they're off staring into the distance or, you know, looking at their phones or reading a book, anything to get themselves out of that space mm -hmm. that they're in. Mm -hmm. So that's your energy body. And that you that energy body actually takes in a lot of information. It can take in information that's good for you and it can take in information that is bad for you. And so the question is, how do you clear that? And guess what? That is going to be the topic of our next podcast. <laughs> podcast number two, how to clear your energy body, because that's one of the most important things along with grounding that we can give to you as a tool to help you solidify yourself in your life. 
Remember, I, th I think we mentioned this before, but um, the reason why we decided to do this podcast was because we wanted you to be able to navigate the muddy waters of our time. Mm -hmm. People are just having a really difficult time um, getting back into society, uh, especially after being, you know, sequestered because of covert, COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they're also having a hard time just dealing with one another. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media. I really do. Our face-to-face -face stuff is um, very, very limited. I mean, I myself, I see clients. I do see some of them on Zoom because that's the only way they can get to me. But, you know, there is a real thing about being Zoomed out. Yeah. You know, and there mm -hmm. is a real thing about not being with the person. You know, we're not touching each other as much. Mm -hmm. So things have become really, really um, mixed up, really yeah, they, mixed they've up. They've become a little skewed. And I think we're all trying to regain our social cues and the ability to interact with each other. You know, I know in business, for example, it's really important that we be able to interact uh, with good critical thinking skills and good uh, I'll call it politeness, because if you start dissing someone the way some some do on social media when you're in a business setting, it's not going to serve anybody. You're not going to move forward. And I'd like to think that for almost all of us, that the main purpose is that so we can move forward together and begin to help through our own practices. Uh, help heal ourselves and the planet so absolutely absolutely yeah because everything you do not only affects you but affect it affects those around you exactly well i think we've had a good a good chat here i think we've covered our how to ground we've given you at least five or six different techniques you can pick and choose and listen we're big on applied practical spirituality. So what does that mean? That means if saying singing om or sighing works for you, use it. If it doesn't work for you, don't use it. Try a different one. Get for the get to the thing that actually works best for you. I agree. I agree. So here we are. Two wise crones say, here's your wisdom practice to put into action. Here we go. You ready? Put away your devices, walk into nature for five minutes a day. Just, I love, Betty, what you said about grounding. I go visit my local tree, who I love, and then try this out and just notice if there are any changes for you as a result of doing this. And if you skip a day, oh, well, just go back and try it again. They don't, they call it a practice for that reason. We get to practice doing it. And I will tell you that if you do that, all of a sudden it'll become second nature for you to here. employ these practices. Here, here. I mean, I hadn't even thought about these things in years, even though I do them every day. Once we started working on the podcast, I was like, oh, yeah. I do that. I don't even think about it anymore. I just do it. So it will become a part of your life. Guaranteed. 
Yep. Love it. Well, just to let you know, our next podcast will be on clearing techniques, including how to clear your energy body uh, effectively. And until the next time, this is Linda. And this is Betty. And I would like to remind you to check our Facebook page. Thank you. Two crones and a microphone for the dates and times. Our intent is to drop a podcast every two weeks. We have not picked the day yet. I'm not sure why, but we just haven't done that. Uh, It'll probably be a weekday, but it'll be up. You can access it at any time. And if you have any questions, you can go to our website, which is on MinervaEd.com, M-I-N-E-R-V-A-E-D.com. Until the next time. Until the next time. This is Betty and Linda. We wish you well. And two wise crones signing off.